This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. And this is Lyle Southwell and Lawson Walters here on Faith FM for Encounter with God, where we uh, do our 20 million movement, 20 million people studying the same passage of the Bible all around the world at the same time. And if you want to be part of the 20 million movement today and join the rest of the people who are all studying this passage, then you will need to turn to the book of Revelation, because that's where it's all happening today. Yes. Yes, indeed. Dude, we did, because the... The 20 million movement at the start of this year was on Revelation. It was. We we're back there again for a day. Four months worth of exposition on it, and now we're back. This is we are back for a day. Awesome. It's going to be amazing. Okay, but before we get back to the book of Revelation, Lawson, what have you got there for our question, our quiz? Quiz. Quiz. Clue for the quiz. The next clue is this, of course, is a who Actually, am we I have quiz? a blank spot for our question today. You can send one through if you like. Oh, yeah. Feel free. Yeah, Feel free. sure. We have a blank spot right now, so send one through, and we will... Uh, Awesome. You lost Answer me a bit right there. Here. You said that, and I was like, yes? And then I was like, blank. 1-800-324-843, if you would like your question to be answered here on air. Mm. Um, Lyle would like to answer through. them. Or make text them, it. Make it difficult. That's right. Text it. 0491-064-669. See if you can stump the Lyle and Lawson team. Yeah. We would love it. But who yes. am I? Yes. Philip found me and brought me to Jesus. Okay. If you know the answer to that question, you know what our number is, 1-800-324-843. Someone who's living the right way. They're bringing people to Jesus. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're doing the right thing. <laughs> they're doing Absolutely. the right thing. That's what we should all be doing. That's That should be our life, hashtag life goals right there. <laughs> there you go. All right, Lyle, where are we going? Book <laughs> See, of Revelation. I know how to speak your language. <laughs> you know how to make me shiver down my spine. <laughs> With cringe. <laughs> <laughs> so cringy when ex-gens try and be like millennials. Yeah. <laughs> You are a millennial. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right. No, I am not a millennial. <laughs> Where are we you going? the millennial. Okay, we're going to Revelation chapter 21, and while we're turning Ooh. there, tell us all about this, Lawson. Oh, yes. Sweet. I love talking about this, because I've just been out and about talking about this, giving people flyers about this. Just Me too. Just living this. Was handing these out yesterday. Every single day. Um of course, in front of me, I've got a flyer for the Prophetic Code series that me and Lyle are going to be uh, presenting, the Prophetic Code Seminar, at Raymond Terrace Mission Church starting next Friday at 6 p.m. So Absolutely. we are super keen for that. Of course, we're going to not be going, tonight. No, next not Friday. tonight. Next Friday night, six p.m. Six p.m. Six p.m. Um, it's going to be on the twentieth of September, and it's going to be running Fridays, Saturdays, and Tuesday nights. Uh, for the next four weeks, pretty much. And there'll be food. And there'll be food, of course. So oh. if um, Lyle and Lawson's presentations allows you, the food will be good. Uh, like, you better believe it. And if Lyle and Lawson's presentations are sensational, the food will the still be good. The food will be good. There's <laughs> a lot of reason to come. Yes. Um, of course, we're going to be... Oh, something that we it's have... free. It's free. That's that's There's awesome. childcare. That was the thing I was going to mention. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if we've mentioned this, but there's childcare, free childcare, free childcare, kid free for two hours every night, <laughs> kid free for two hours, learning awesome information and awesome presentations and eating free food. Like, what else would you rather go to? Like, this is this is a this is a triple, quadruple, quintuple threat of an event right here. It just covers all the bases. You've got everything you could possibly need. Just come. How far should people be prepared to commute 
Oh, depends where they live. Of course, we're in the Raymond Terrace area. If when you- I did pres- when when I did the series in Sydney, I've had people commute from Wollongong and oh. Newcastle. That's awesome. And that was when I was doing it five nights a week. <laughs> this one, we're only going three nights a week, so we're letting you guys off the hook. Yeah, we are. So, you should just be there. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you are. We want you to be there. We want you to be involved. Also, like, it's... Uh, we like to m- meet our listeners. Yeah, we love to meet our listeners. And I, I think for me, personally, this is this is going to be the first uh, seminar series I'm going to be preaching in Australia. So, it's a, it's a big thing for me, at least. So, you, you should come along and um, join that experience with me. Of course, if you want to book a seat... You can call this number. I'm about to say it. You ready? 0457-699-371. If you want to book a seat. So, that number again is 0457-699-371. Contact Jasmine. And then you've got a seat and you're ready and prepared for all the amazing presentations, free food and childcare that we'll provide. And um, yeah, just come and hang out with us, please. Is that Jasmine Bell? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21 verse 1. Uh, let's uh, give us that one there, Lawson. Yeah. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1. The Bible says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. Okay. This is the start of well, I say it's actually the end of one prophecy in the beginning of the next, mm. and they kind of they kind of flow into each other and they kind of don't because mm. uh, twenty one verse one is a part of the previous prophecy in twenty one verse two when when the particular um, Roman Catholic monk and I've forgotten his name and I've forgotten the century they lived in who decided who sat down one day and said you know what it would make sense it would be easy to find things if the Bible if we put it into chapters and verses mm-hmm. um, and he was actually really 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 smart in doing so. Um, when he did that, <coughs> sometimes he put his chapter breaks in the wrong spot. Yeah, fully. And that's okay. I think any of us who were doing that, by the time we got to Revelation, we'd probably be putting a few things in the wrong spot as well. And so he sh- he got this one one verse out. This one should have been uh, chapter 20 and verse 16, but instead it became 21 verse 1. Mm-hmm. But even still, it does uh, directly relate to what we are going to be talking about. It's mm. kind of a bridge verse between the two chapters, between the two prophecies, because he talks about, you know, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the uh, the first heaven and the first um, and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. So we're going to be talking about, you know, when God sorts everything out and when God gets rid of pain, suffering, injustice, uh, poverty, all of these kind of things that really depress our our world and God gets rid of it forever. Mm. Okay, so a couple of questions here. Uh, it says a new heaven. Why do we need a new heaven? What's wrong with the heaven we have at the moment? Well, we're not there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's wrong? Well, with why the heaven does God we have at the moment? Well, I think create a new one. Well, this uh, event comes chronologically. You know, if you're reading the text just after the judgment happens. That's right. And it's talking about this earth. Sorry, it's talking about this earth because mm. this is you know this is the execution of the judgment that takes place on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, the thousand years, the great white throne judgment, uh-huh. uh, and then you have a new heaven and a new earth. Mm-hmm. I understand why we need a new earth because at the end of the at uh, the execution of the judgment, at the end of the thousand years, um, the whole earth is burned mm-hmm. uh, along with the wicked, along with Satan. They're all destroyed right here on the surface of the earth. That's what the Bible says. If you go back to 
chapter 20 and verse 9, it says, They went up on the surface of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, so when we when we look at that, you know, clearly the Bible says that the wicked are devoured, and uh, some people go, oh, but you did not read the next verse. The next verse says they live forever. You know, if the next verse does actually say that, then the Bible contradicts itself. Mm-hmm. And we do need to read the next verse as well, just for context, so that we don't get accused of uh, cherry-picking. The Bible says, The devil that deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. This is the fire that devours them. And they're tormented day and night forever and ever. Mm-hmm. So how can you have people being devoured and being there forever at the same time? Yeah. How can we? Yes, I'm. I'm asking the question. You're oh yeah, that. sure. With the, uh, I guess, with the context that the Bible gives for what forever and ever actually means. Okay. Uh huh. And so the Bible uses the word forever in much the same way that we often do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, when somebody's running late, they eventually turn up. It's like, man, I've been waiting here for you forever. You haven't. You've been waiting there for longer than you expected. Mm-hmm. Um, a little while ago, we went off air. Yeah, um, you might have caught that mid 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 uh, of one of the most amazing interviews ever with Dr. Sven Erstring, uh, we went off air and um, ads and music started playing and it was like, oops, what happened? And there was a mad panic here in the uh, studio until uh, we just started to work our way through and and and, and get it all sorted out. Um, <clears throat> and we've been having a bit of a discussion, like how long were we off air for? Maybe you know how long we were off air for. You can tell us one eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number. Um, it felt like we were off air for about 15 minutes. We then worked our way back through and figured we probably weren't off air for more than two minutes, but it certainly felt like a long, long time. In fact, it felt like we were just off air for like forever. Mm. And, you know, this is the Bible uses the word forever in much the same place. I could show you 56 different places in the Bible where the word forever actually has an end. It comes to an end. In one of those places, it only lasts three days. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. And one of the places, of course, a couple of places where you see that, and that's specifically <coughs> into... Pardon me for dying over here, by the way. <laughs> a couple of places where you see that specifically used in the context of uh, burning and suffering forever is, you know, with the destruction of Edom in Isaiah 34 and uh, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah in Jude chapter 1, where it's like, oh, yeah, and they burnt forever. And you just ask the question, it's like, well, are they burning today? And it's like, well, no. no. <laughs> My favorite is Jonah. Oh, yeah. Because Jonah gets swallowed by the whale and uh, he's there for three days. Mm. And that would definitely feel like forever. He was like, he was like, I was swallowed forever. Mm. But he wasn't. It was only three days. It was only three days. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so coming back to uh, why God creates a new heaven, here's a thought for you, um, Lawson. Um, mm. In the Bible, the Bible speaks about three heavens. Yes, this is where my mind was going. Ah, good, 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 good. Your mind was going the right direction. Okay, so think about this. The New Jerusalem, the Bible says, comes down to this earth. It sits on the surface of the earth. The great white throne judgment takes place. The, the wicked who are dead are resurrected. They're given their chance to have their say in that judgment and to proclaim their innocence if their innocence exists. They uh, they respond to that by uh, you know obviously they've got nothing to say, and the Bible says every nun- every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
And it's when they admit that Jesus is Lord, when they admit that they are lost and that they cannot be saved, it's the last act in the great controversy. And then the Bible says that fire comes down from heaven out of God and devours them. Mm. Now, fire is one of those things, particularly on a large scale like this, is very damaging to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And this will be a very large fire. You know, the atmosphere is going to be very, very damaged. The Bible speaks about three heavens. The Bible says that Paul, in vision, was caught up to the third heaven mm. and saw paradise. Yeah. That's where God lives. That's the heaven where God lives. The Bible also speaks about the starry heavens, where the stars are. And the Bible speaks about the atmospheric heavens where the birds fly. You know, mm. all the birds of the heavens were fled, you know, that those kind of verses right mm. there. Uh, and the fire that burns um, at the end of that period is going to use up a lot of oxygen and, and, and do a lot of damage to the atmosphere of the first heaven. That's mm. the... Uh, that's the atmosphere here on this earth. And so God's going to recreate the whole thing. He doesn't just recreate the surface of the earth. He recreates a new atmosphere around our world. Mm. But the great thing is that he doesn't just create a new physical atmosphere. He creates a new spiritual and moral atmosphere mm. as well. Yeah. And an atmosphere of judgment, a justice, I should say, where... Um, you know, evil is never, ever going to come back again. And that's the theme that uh, the Bible now picks up. Why don't you read for us verse, uh, let's, let's, uh, verse 2 and 3. The Bible says, <clears throat> And I saw the holy city, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look! God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Okay. All right. Does that sound good? Yeah. Sound like good news? It sounds amazing. Absolutely. You know, verse 3 right there used to be one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Still is one of my favorite verses, I should say. But for a long time, it was my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is that? Because the Bible says that God is with men. He will live with them. They will be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. Mm. And it was just that whole concept. Well, it just is, I should say. It wasn't, I speak of it past tense, but you know how you sort of have your favorite verse for a while and then you move on to another yep, favorite yep, verse? Fully. Um, it is that whole concept of being with God, mm. being in the physical presence of God, being able to worship him face to face. Um the being that created me, the being that created you. Mm. That's just an incredible thing. You know, it's a little bit like, you know, I love my dad and I love being uh, in the presence of my dad. I love to go down to Tasmania and hang out and all that kind of stuff. He's coming up at the end of the year. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, So many good things happening there that um, I am really, uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited to to, to hang out with my dad because in some ways, you know, he is the being who brought me into this world. Mm. Uh, My mother's passed away. But um, uh, here you've got the actual one who created us, who designed this Mm. world, who gave us all of the, you know, the blessings that we just enjoy every day and being able to actually be there with him is going to be amazing. Mm. I I see this verse as kind of a fulfillment to prophecy (coughs) in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, at least conceptually because... You know, when you read the Ten Commandments, for example, 
And it starts off with the Ten Commandments says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Then he goes through to list the commandments. And it's this really cool thing, you know. But, he, but the reason he lists the commandments is that that opening line, hey, I am the Lord, I, like, I am your God. This is who I want you to be as, as my people. And for the rest of human history, humanity always fell short of being God's people because they always fell short of the standard that God set to be his people. Like they were never able to, to actually be God's people. Jesus then comes and kind of makes up with it through grace and like, you know, gives us the Holy Spirit. Not that there haven't been God's people before Jesus comes. You know, Jews are renowned in the Bible as being God's people, but it was always from this perspective of humanity could never really live up to God. As you know, they can never be as faithful to God as God was faithful to them, um, because it says here it describes like you know the new Jerusalem and heaven and all this stuff as a bride adorned um, for her husband. Like there's this commitment, you know, marriage language and that kind of thing involves faithfulness, and it, it was never two sided. It was always completely one sided. God was always their God, but they were rarely His people. And then finally, when there is no more sin, when the atmosphere has been recreated. They're his people mm-hmm. in the in the fullest sense that they they really live with him and they love each other and and it's ah man that's what I think is really powerful about this verse that it's like finally finally we are his people because you know we have the promise and the assurance that God is always with us you know he never leaves us nor forsake us you know John fourteen I send you the helper that he may abide with you we have these awesome promises that God is always with us, even though we're not, you know, the Bible describes it as we see through a mirror dimly and then face to face. Like we have the understanding that God is here with us, but then one day, you know, we'll be standing before the throne and see him. Um, But at that point, we'll finally be able to be his people. And I'm like, yes, that's awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. So keen. Absolutely. Uh, One of the things that uh, really stands out to me also, of course, is verse four. God mm. will wipe away all tears from their oh, eyes. Of no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things have passed away. This is when justice really comes to fruition. Mm. This is when the problems of this world get sorted out and solved. This is when the you know the gap there is between the privileged and the underprivileged, the wealthy and the poor, the uh, powerful and the unpowerful. Mm. This is when all of these things right here take place, uh, are are gone forever, Mm. Uh, that take place here on this earth are gone forever. And what a day to look forward to. You know, this is one of the things that, you know, the Bible really holds up before us as the blessed hope, Mm. a time when these things will never happen again. And, of course, this passage relates back to what we were talking about earlier in in relationship to hellfire being temporary Mm -hmm. because the Bible says here in the clearest possible language, there will be no more pain. Yeah. That is an unequivocal statement. Mm. You can't have eternal hellfire and have pain continuing forever. Mm. That is, and and, and, sorry, and and not have pain continuing forever. You can't have no more pain and have eternal hellfire at the same Mm. time. They're contradictory statements. Absolutely and, contradictory and, statements. You know, the difference between so we've we've looked at like, oh, does it is it a contradiction that the Bible says that people will be destroyed yet in you know, hell lasts forever. But then we can prove through the Bible, we can give scriptural evidence that oh no, forever is a period of time that comes to an end. Whereas here, like you said, unequivocally there will be no more pain 
and we don't see a time in the Bible where Jesus or God or any prophet says, oh, there will be no more pain, and then there's pain, except yeah. for here. It's that's like, right. like as in, there is no more pain, and there is no more pain, and that's the end of it. Yeah. That's the open and shut, there's no more pain, praise the Lord. Amen, amen. The Bible says in verse 5, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Oof. That's one of those statements that uh, is made on occasion to emphasize just how true and faithful these words are. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's that's where Jesus says, Okay, stop and write this down. This is going to happen. Okay, we're going to listen to the Heritage Singers right now with No More Night. Of 
Welcome back, guys. That was the Heretic Swingers. No, the Heritage Singers. Here <laughs> 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 on Faith FM. Uh, okay. I <laughs> uh, just, just had to throw that one in there. <laughs> Lawson, you've got something on your phone. Uh, yeah, so we're just listening to the Heritage Singers, and they're like these classic, you know, sevy big band singer guys that are just awesome. And I was, I was listening to some Heritage Singers. They've been around forever, singers. right? They've been so, around forever. Oh, just... The longest These time. guys that are like immortal. Yeah. Well, I was, Close li- to. I was listening to some of their immortal music the, uh, <laughs> the other day. Like from the 70s? Yeah, from the 70s. And this is, this is what, so this song's called, uh, no, I'll just play it and then I'll say after. But check this out. Yeah. That's awesome. That is just the best thing ever. <laughs> it's like got the Star Wars introduction. Yeah, then. it's like huge instrumental score music into Because He Lives, which is a song like I play that at church with my acoustic guitar and like three people. We just like sing it at church, you know, Because He Lives. And my friend actually showed me this and she was just like, you got to check this <laughs> That's out. Awesome. We, need to play the, to check we need to play the whole out. thing here on Faith Depends sometime. That's <laughs> amazing. Because oh, it is epic. And, it, and you know what? Like, I, I was thinking the other day, I was, I was thinking, because we're talking about heaven, right? And yes. how amazing it's going to be yes. when we're face to face with God. And, and one of the aspects of heaven is that we're going to be like worshipping with the angels. And it's going to be like so far beyond and above anything we could we could possibly think or imagine or say. And of course, um, you know, in worship here on earth, there are different people who like different tastes and there's different kinds of music, you know, Christian music and worship music that people listen to rather, you know, sort of stuff like that. More, more old school, very loud fanfare 
where, you know, I could imagine uh, in the States you'd have more country bluegrass worship music and then there's more contemporary modern worship music. A huge uh, variety. There's huge variety of worship music. And I'm thinking, like, in heaven, like, what if, what if they just, like, take songs that are a part of one genre like, because after listening to that, I'm like, what if they take, like, you know, very modern worship music with, like, synths and all that stuff, and then they just blow that up with huge fanfare, and, like, just every song is just huge and loud and maximalist and massive, and it's, like, songs got, like, four words, but the angels are, like, playing the heck out of their harps, and it's just awesome and amazing. I was like, that would be really... Cool. I don't really know where I was going with that thought. Me either, Lawson. <laughs> <awesome, laughs> I have. But you're, 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 I'm just letting your imagination go yeah. nuts over here. <laughs> this is what I think about in my. You know, when when we've been out letterboxing, right? And you have yep, just lots of so time. much time to think about stuff. All right, we it's need to like- get Lawson out of letterboxing. I think. <laughs> Dude, before it gets too far out of control, but it is—it is worth thinking about, you know, heaven. And I think there is going to be, you know, a lot of uh, maximum music. There's going to be a lot of minimalist music as well. It's just going to be amazing, you know, really stripped down, one or two instruments, one or two vocalists, um, and super simple and super worshipful music. There'd be all types. You know, God created us as creative beings. Mm. And the creativity that we, you know, the way we express ourselves creatively is an expression of um, the image of God in us. It is not an expression of um, the process of evolution because it is entirely, creativity is entirely unnecessary Mm. to the process of elimination. Music and all of those things that bring joy and happiness to our life uh, there are so many successful species in our world that have no appreciation for any of those kind of things, mm. no care about them, and don't produce anything like it. Mm. But as human beings, we produce a huge variety, and we mm. have a God. We serve a God who loves variety. Uh, we can see that in the fact that um, He created human beings that create other human beings, and no two of them are the same. Mm. You know. It's just, it's just amazing. It's fantastic. It's a, yeah. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 22 and verse 1. Start for us there, please, Lawson. All right. The Bible says, Then the angel showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Keep going. It, keep going. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit with... A fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God um, and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him. And they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads, and there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them. And they will reign forever and ever. Then the angel said to me, Everything you have heard and seen is trustworthy and true. The Lord God, who inspires prophets, has sent his angels to tell his servants what will happen soon. Okay. Notice that both of these passages, they come to end, that they, they, they end with that same mm. statement, don't they? Yeah. You know, the other one there we read, he that sat upon the ro- throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Right, for these words are true and faithful. Here he says, These sayings are faithful and true. 
Um, the Lord God of the Holy Prophet sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly be done. Mm. So God is, it's almost like he makes a statement about the new earth and how good it is, and then he's like, okay, and I swear to the truth of this. Mm. This is absolutely true. You need to write it down, and you need to people to stop at this particular point and think about the fact that this is reality. This is actually uh, what exists and and what will one day exist on earth. Which I think is such an important and powerful thing in the context of the rest of the book of Revelation. Because <laughs> you're reading through, you know, Revelation 12, 13, 14, 15, like, yeah, there's a few, terrible... There's a few dark periods in the book of Revelation. Just these awful periods of time where people are dying and the saints are being persecuted and it's like a, it's a reflection of the sinful future history that John is right you know it's this is going to happen in the future all these terrible things but hey like but then ultimately what are we to look forward to you know yeah. like what what why are we going through this what is the motivation um to be a part of that and it's like because of this, because we'll finally be with God, we'll be with Him in heaven, there will be no more pain or suffering. Like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, well, being with God, everything would have to be good. Why do I need to explicitly know why there is a tree rubbing, running with, um, you know, sorry, a river running with trees on each side of it that bear certain fruits? Like, why do I even need to know that if I just know that God is good and I can just pray, you know, you know, just hope and pray in that? But it's like, God wants to give us pleasure and comfort in these words knowing that like he wants to prove like oh yeah it's going to look like this i'm telling you this just so you can know for the sake of knowing that it's going to be good what are uh, what are some of the fruits that are going to be on the tree of life There's oh 12 green apples oh, green apples yeah green apples green apples yeah you like apple pie no i just like eating green apples i will i will go with green apples on the tree of life because mm-hmm. i like apple pie dude apple pie is amazing yes like apple pie is good but and my green wife apples makes the good. greatest apple pie on the planet oh, look at you go no no i'm serious <laughs> that's that's <laughs> no actually, i've eaten it i i know it's, it's true a fact. it's a but fact it's like so so there's nobody some, can argue with it some subtle hints and nods of uh, <laughs> hey apple pie this weekend babe <laughs> like what a classic <laughs> been a little bit disappointing since my wife has gone sugar-free, but that's okay. Thanksgiving oh, is coming. <laughs> the sugar-free is fast it? will be broken. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, I think that these are promises that we need to we, – we spend too little time actually mm. reading and studying. We spend a lot of our time focusing, you know, sometimes us guys, we love to dig into deep theology, that kind of stuff, rather than simply focusing on the really amazing prophecies that there are in God's Word about what we have to look forward to Mm. and a time when sin, pain, and suffering are just going to be gone uh, completely over forever. You know, if there's one universal language today, it's music, particularly songs of inspiration. The music of a nation's hymns conveys an emotion that is easily understood by all. Certainly, there's no other man-made thing more capable of inspiration. Face to face with Christ my Savior Face to face, what will it be? When with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ, who died for me, face to face I shall behold him, far beyond the starry sky. 
this in all his glory, I shall see. Now I see him with the darkening veil between, but a blessed day is coming when his glory shall be Starting Saturday, October 19, 7pm, Erinna Room at Erinna Fair. That is Saturday, October 19, 7pm, Erinna Room at Erinna Fair. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I came to church a beggar and found I have a saviour, so Anna Beden. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413-122-348 now to book your seat.
across the crowded wings of life, where sound the cries of race and clan, above the noise of selfish strife. Hear your voice, O Son of Man, in haunts of wretchedness and need, on shadow thresholds dark with fear, from paths where hide the lures of greed.
That was Buddy Green with Where the Where Cross the Crowded Ways of Life. Mm-hmm. And did you know that someone answered the quiz? I did. Yes. Do you Pauline. Know oh, you do know who it I was. I do know. Pauline Congratulations, from Pauline Australia. from South Australia. Well done. Uh, big effort right there. Dude, awesome. So you'll be getting a prize, of course. Um, and we're super keen to give you that to you, but we're also super keen to hear a question and its answer to said question. But before we do, we do need to remind you that we have a month-long giveaway going, and that oh. is for the Dindabine holiday. Holiday. So we have a, uh, a free family holiday at um, Adventist Alpine Retreat in Dindabine. All you need to do to be a part of that is to give us your name and phone number so that we will throw uh, your details into the hat and uh, yeah, at the end of the month and uh, at the end of four weeks, I should say, that... Um, Someone will be getting an amazing prize, one of the biggest prizes we've ever given away Can here. I throw on my fight. name in for that? No. <laughs> no. Stitch up. Can't do that. But if you're calling in for anything else, make sure that you put your name in for that one at the same time. Fully. If you have already called in for something and forgot to put your name in, then please call us back and put your name in for the Dindabon, um Adventist Alpine Village uh, holiday. All right. Lyle. Yes. Question of the day. Question of the day. So, we've been talking about how heavens and earth have been recreated, right? That's right. Questions come in. If the heavens and earth will be recreated, you know, it'll be all recreated and made new, do we need to worry about climate change or taking care of the planet now? Yeah, so why don't we just trash the place, um, live, you know, to the, to, to, to the, for the one and only purpose of getting, accumulating as much wealth as we can and really not care thing about um, our planet at this particular time because in a couple of years Jesus will return, the whole thing will be burnt and then recreated. Mm. Okay, so I've got a couple of problems with that. First of all, whose creation is this? It's God's. Who does it belong to? God. Who does it not belong to? Us. And who did not create it? Us. Okay, so who does not get to have a say about how it is treated? Us. Exactly. And um, while we're thinking about that, you know, has God at any particular point given us the right to trash our planet? No. What did God give us the responsibility to do in relationship to our planet? To have dominion over it and take care of it. That's right. To be a steward or a manager of our planet. Mm. Uh, within that management contract, did, did, did God at any particular point say, you know, down towards the end, it's going to be pretty worn out, so don't worry about it, just trash the place? Not that no. I saw. God didn't do that. God made us stewards of the planet. He put us in charge of the planet. He made us managers of the planet, and at no point did he say, you can start slacking off when it gets closer to the end of time. Mm. Okay, so if I give you a car, no, if I lend you a car, can you treat that car just how you want? It's Lyle's like, car, I can trash this thing, I'll um, you know, I'll take it in a smash-up derby and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> do, you, do you have the right to do that without my permission? I wish. Yes, you wish. <laughs> but what would I, what would I, how would I feel towards you if you did that to a car that I loaned to you? Oh, it'd be awful. Yeah. Mm. All right, now what if you knew... That the car was breaking down. You looked at it, and you know those, those big ends are rattling. The uh, the, the CV joints are clunking when it goes around corners. Um, there's slop in the steering. This car is pretty much done. Uh, the the coolant system is leaking. It's overheating. And you looked at that car, and you're like, you know what? This car is basically finished. Mm. Uh, and in a few months, I'm going to give it back to Lyle. And when I do, he's not going to want it. Mm. So I'll just trash it. Mm. 
No. No, it doesn't work no, like that, it does, does it? It, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. No. If you do that without my permission, then what does that what does that say about your attitude towards me? That I don't care. You don't care. Mm. That's right. And so if you care about God, if you love God, if you love Jesus and you care about Jesus, then we are managers. We are stewards mm. of this planet. That is our responsibility, and we have a responsibility to manage and to look after this planet to God's glory. Mm. Um, God has definitely given us dominion over it, and so this planet is here for our use. You know, God doesn't expect us just to turn back to, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, caveman society. That's not what God is is about. God created us as creative beings to use the planet to develop our skills and to do amazing things, but not to trash the place. Anyway, that's question of the day. If you have a question of the day, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call, and your question will be answered here on Faith FM.
Welcome back, guys. That was our very own Stones of Eden with Walk Among the Trees. You're listening to Faith FM, and, of course, Stones of Eden are based out of the Maitland Seventh-day Adventist Church. If you'd like to hear them sing, they perform there on a semi-regular basis. Just come and join us at Mm. Maitland Seventh-day Adventist Church, 72A Brunswick Street. Uh, That's the church that I pastor when I'm not here on Faith FM radio. And, uh, yeah, Donna and Brad Horn. There you go. Classic. What's our giveaway, Lawson? It is... A Stones of Eden album. Ah, uh, indeed it is. Donna <laughs> and Brad Horn, right here with all of uh, all of your favourites in their in their album. There are uh, fifteen of their original songs right here. That uh, and Walk Amongst the Trees, as I'm looking at it, is uh, number four on that list. So if you enjoy Stones of Eden, then give us a call right now. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number, and this album can be yours. Mm. Bam! There you go. Well, of course, we've come to the end of our show, so it's a good time to remind people that if you want to... It's actually, you know, usually we remind people, hey, get in touch with us, do Bible studies. But they this should time, come this time. to the Prophetic Code series. Absolutely. Any of the, all of those people, they should come to the Prophetic Code series. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843, to get more information about that. Of course, it's at Raymond Terrace, starting on the 20th September at, uh, on, at 6 p.m., and, uh, yeah, be there. Yep. We uh, we look forward to seeing you there. And, of course, if you're in a different part of the country, if you're in South Australia or somewhere like that, because we do have a lot of faithful listeners over there, big shout-out to all of our South Australian listeners this morning, then you can catch us live at the same time, um, but right here on Faith FM Radio. There's more that rises in the morning than the sun And more that shines in the night than just the moon There's more than just this fire here that keeps me warm In a shelter that is larger than this room And there's a loyalty that's deeper than mere sentiment And a music higher than the songs that I can sing Stuff of earth competes for the allegiance I owe only to the giver of all good things So if I stand, let me stand on the promise You'll pull me through And if I can't, let me fall on the grace That first brought me to you 
So if I sing, let me sing for the joy that is born in me these songs. And if I weep, let it be as a man who is longing for his home. There's more that dances on the prairies than the wind. And more that pulses in the ocean than the tide. There's a love that's fiercer than the love between friends, more gentle than a mother's when her baby's at her side. And there's a loyalty that's deeper than mere sentiments, and a music higher than the songs that I can sing. The stuff of earth competes for the allegiance. I owe only to the giver of all good things. So if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you'll pull me through. And if I can't, let me fall on the grace that first brought me to you. And if I sing, let me sing for the joy that is born in me.